Welcome to Rice is Rice, a podcast about the British East and Southeast Asian experience where we talk about all things Asian and not Asian at all, sometimes. Why did you make that so <laughs> awkward? I'm Akina. <laughs> I'm Jam. I'm Connor and I can do the Asian squat, which now saying it like that uh. sounds like a song. Sounds like like a dance, like the ocha ocha. Yeah, like ocha ocha. That's what I thought. <laughs> the Asian squat. Um, the, the, the Asian yeah, me too. Squat. Yeah, me it's, too. It, I find it so comfortable. And whenever I sit like that, I have like my non-Asian friends. Like, how do you do that? How do I you didn't know that people like that can't so do long? that. Yeah, me, I did me not too. know people can't do that. They fall back. They lose their balance. Why? Because yeah. they're too sh- straight, I guess. Why do you? Th- what? What is it that like? Why can we do that and they can't? Practice. I honestly I don't, know. don't know. To be fair, yeah. Don't I've known know. how to do it since I was a kid. Yeah, but I I've seen loads of kids. I think kids can do it quite easily. Like no matter if they're Asian or not. So at one point, do you think it's because we have short legs? Oh, uh, maybe no, because I think tall. Because I thought it was because I had short legs. Oh. No, because my legs are quite lanky in comparison to like my body. Yeah. Mm. I fold like a transformer when I do it. <laughs> um, it's so useful. I'll was, do it in queues. I was never allowed to do it though in yeah. public. Why? My mum would always tell me off. Cause, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd always tell me off because I'm assuming because it made me look like a village person or something. Oh, my mom encouraged it. <laughs> she didn't care. Yeah, my because I'd be like complaining. I'm tired, and she'd be like, "Just sit there." <laughs> Today we're having rice served with Asian guilt and jam. Oh, scary! Um, so this is this kind of. Topic is completely plagiarized from <laughs> Hannah Such um, in the last episode where we asked her to do a stereotype that she falls into or out of, and she chose the fact that she very much experiences Asian guilt. Amazing guest, by the way. You should mm-hmm. definitely check out the episode. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't listened to Hannah Such's episode yet, it's just the episode before this. Mm-hmm. So go listen. Stop this podcast, go listen to that, and then come back. And then come back. Mm-hmm. So, because she brought up Asian guilt in it, I realized that we've never actually spoken about it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like a huge phenomena, I guess, that happens in one way or another throughout the East and Southeast Asian diaspora. Probably, well, actually, I know also the South Asian diaspora experiences a Who ton of guilt. The most immigrant mm-hmm. diasporas. Uh, do you think? Do you think, like, African and Caribbean diasporas also feel this the guilt in the same way that we do. I th- I not think the same possibly, way. maybe not the same way. But their own version, I think. Maybe their own yeah. version, but I don't think because I think looking at the studies that I kind of flicked through um, in preparing for this episode, uh, a lot of them pretty much says that the guilt that Asians experience is unparalleled amongst all immigrant societies. Um, really? And it's just way more intense and we'll get onto it later on. Mm. Um, but I'll ask you guys, 
Because I think often our guilt is centered around one kind of aspect. For me, it's it's usually the guilt I feel about the career that I've chosen. Um, what mm. about you, Jem? I think my guilt is like ish career, but more so in terms of like my like personality and sense I'm very liberal mm. um, and open-minded and I always feel sh- it's more, maybe more sh- shame than guilt um, mm. that I'm not growing up being the good Catholic Filipino girl um, yeah. that my parents would like yeah and yeah. Connor you okay so how do you experience it um, I'm not sure how do I experience it Akina you're asking me yeah. what you experience how do yes. I feel guilt Akina <laughs> <laughs> I watch you and I think you really panic every time you spend any kind of money whether you're broke or whether you have money to spend you always react the same way like it always takes you like a week, two weeks to decide that you'll buy anything, even if it's like a 20 pound, 30 pound purchase. Um, really? Yeah. And like after he buys it, he'll ask me like, oh, should I return it? Should I give it back? Is it okay? And it's oh. like, I think you feel intense guilt anytime you're making any sort of like financial decision. But do you think that's because you're Asian? Or just because, like, feel I'm Chinese. you feel like, I don't know. Because I feel like I sometimes would feel guilt if I bought something, but I don't relate it back to this because I'm Asian. Um, I just think that, like, I probably, like, definitely didn't need that. And that was more of a want. Yeah. The reason that I, I brought it up, his, his uh, reaction to buying things, is that I recognize it being the same in my brother. Um oh. and like cuz my dad is like typical Asian dad is very frugal um mm. and thinks about like I don't know just saving for a rainy day type thought and I think my brother absorbed that way more than I did and every time he buys anything he would show me the exact same behavior that I see in Connor um but do you think it's about mm. growing up Asian or Chinese or would you not equate those two together? Um, I would, I would say it is growing up Chinese because Chinese people put such a thing on money, and um, I don't know. It's just I, I can't describe it. Growing up, it was, it was always kind of like watch your finances and make sure you're doing well. And I think the culture in general. Is just so centered around success based on money mm-hmm. and money that's saved and money that's spent and people show gratitude of money and they give mm-hmm. money as presents and mm-hmm. um, it's just a very money based culture. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's like you wish you wish good fortune. Upon yeah, your friends well, yeah, and yeah. There's a joke. Ronnie Cheng yeah. says that when when it's Chinese New Year, you don't say Happy New Year. You go up to people and say, "I hope you get rich." Yeah. So it is a very monetarily based culture. So I guess in that sense, I think being Asian definitely lends more to my reaction to buying things. Yeah, and I just there's there's, I mean, it goes deep, um, but to dig a little deeper into our own personal experiences with guilt and shame. For me, I said that it was mostly around my decisions on my career. And I think um, 
choosing my degree for university, it didn't really hit me then because I was a kid and I was kind of like, oh, I'm interested in it, so I'll take it. And there wasn't really any much more thought about that. I mean, I did get mm. some prods from my family, the typical like, oh, maybe you should do nursing instead because it's the more uh, stable pathway stable. for you. Yeah. Um, or like anything that was like medicine uh, where you can do a, like a good government job like the NHS mm -hmm. that will protect you. Um, mm -hmm. what, what, about, what about the classic Asian guilt thing, which is always both or one of your parents mentioning how hard they worked or how hard they had life when they were yeah. younger. And now it's you got it so easy and that makes you feel guilty for enjoying things. Yeah, absolutely. That completely yeah. plays into a part because I only started, I mean, as I said, I didn't really feel it when I was choosing my degree when I was 18, but I started feeling it when I left university and tried to get a job in the field mm -hmm. that I've chosen. And of course, it's highly competitive. It's extremely difficult. Um, mm -hmm. Like, nonetheless, for a... Asian woman that mm -hmm. that that comes with its own issues but I because I was struggling so much I started feeling guilt like oh I didn't mm -hmm. listen to my parents um, now they have to worry about me now they ha now I'm putting them yeah. through like worrying about my financial status and like making mm -hmm. them look bad in front of their friends because like their child is not successful um, yeah. and I struggled a lot through dealing with that and I remember speaking to my non-Filipino friends and trying to explain why it makes me feel mm. so guilty and they're like they kept repeating like oh I don't really get it like why don't you just it's your life it yeah why okay. don't you yeah. just keep going and forget about what they think and it's like it's not as simple it's as not that. as simple as that it's like if only if yeah. only but it never is that's kind of the whole thing in the farewell because she learns that in Asian families, your life is not just yours. It yeah, will affect everyone else around you. Yeah, it doesn't belong no. to you. It kind of affects everyone else. So what you yeah. do is, I learned this from a young age and it was kind of told to me in a young age, what I do, even though it's my own decision in my own life, it will affect mm -hmm. and represent yeah. how my parents raised me or how my parents taught me things yeah i don't think yeah. that's necessarily a bad thing but no. that is it is you know it is a thought that you do kind of asian parents are like chief at guilt tripping their kids into yeah doing certain ways because i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but i think it comes with its own repercussions yeah. that we're left to yeah. deal with now i actually th I, I actually would say that a lot of the reasons why i am a massive overthinker comes down to the fact that it's a lot of like Asian guilt um, mm -hmm. that like I always really struggle making decisions because I, I'm not if I, if I was just thinking about like what I want, it'd be very, very easy. I'm like yeah. impulsive. I'm just like, I know what I want. I know what I don't want. But then having to factor in about oh what will my, my parents think about this and like how will this affect my relationship with my parents and how will this look to my younger sister and younger brother will this affect them in a negative way will it cause like friction in the family yeah. and then after that then thinking like what will the overall filipino community do yeah. um what will they think of my family and it's like it, 
I think people who aren't necessarily within like the Asian community say for example like you said Akina when you speak to your non-Asian friends they're like oh just it's your life it only affects you it's never like that because for us we've seen that the decisions we make aren't just about us because it does affect our family and that wider Filipino community who will look down on your family if you decide to like start dating at like 16 for example and there'll be like rumors going around about you and then they'll say that your parents have been too easy on you blah 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 I mean I think you'd agree as well that I was a, that, that very typical Filipino girl when we were growing up I I think we used to say that I was like the most Filipino out of our group you were Maybe like other the community Bob's. sweetheart like you were the the, the <laughs> girl that did everything their parents wanted yeah I feel like I was like that model child um at least from like the Filipino community is like perspective like I did everything right um mm. and that was because of like the Asian guilt that I didn't want to to that it, I wanted to keep appearances up and and so that no one would have a bad word to say about my parents because yeah like I love my parents and I think they're amazing amazing people and I just knew that like if I messed up in some way or another it would go back to them but then as soon as I like moved out and I went to uni and I was away from the Filipino community I was able to just like decide to do things more for myself do you think that the pressure built up from the guilt ever releases or do you think everyone has a point where it kind of comes out eventually I don't think that I had it in the same way that Jem did because Jem you experienced freedom all in one go mm-hmm. pretty much and it was exactly that, like a champagne bottle effect where you're like, mm-hmm. it's like a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. But because we didn't have the same upbringing, I think we had the same background in that we understand like what Filipinos want, but we didn't have the same parenting styles yeah. <laughs> from our parents. Um I still received guilt, but in a very different way, because I think the guilt that I received wasn't as obvious as the guilt that Jem received. I think it it was a trickle and it was subtle, um, which is why it didn't really hit me until adulthood when the repercussions of the decisions that I was making throughout like my teenagehood and early 20s were coming into effect i i was it was coming into effect and i was beginning to feel all of the subtle little hints that my parents had been dropping all throughout my childhood and teenagehood Mm -hmm. um all the little like conversation starters where they'd say like you'll be broke and then we'll have to Mm -hmm. look after you um and then like (laughs) just like they'd bring in random family members or random people that's not in your family that you'd think like mm-hmm. why do they have a connection to this and then you'd suddenly think like oh you'd be thinking in terms of like your grandma in the philippines and mm-hmm. like what she'd be thinking of you and yeah it's like <laughs> why do i need to start bringing in all these random people or like that tita in the community that talked about how her son went into filmmaking and had to quit and went into nursing instead. And it's like, I'd remember all these stories that was fed into my brain um, slowly throughout childhood and it would all come at once. Because it's like, it just the repercussion of that is that I'm now so scared of risk um, Mm. and like taking chances. um, And like risk is an important part of like any kind of Mm -hmm. career development. Um. And it's something that I'm trying to untrain out of myself. I think Asian guilt is 
massive thing in like Asian overseas diaspora because it's kind of like a product of Western ideals of individualism. Because a lot of immigrant parents are like, you know, fresh-ish. Like they come, they're born in their home country and they come here. So they were raised on the Asian ideals of like the family. Like collectivist culture. And like the family is the main pod and everything you do is kind of linked to that. When you raise a kid yourself, being raised like that in a country that is very prideful on individualism and making sure everyone can have their own way and can be their biggest thing or make how make them happy. It's such a it's a huge contradiction. And that I think is what guilt comes out from because it's just two cultures, two ways of thinking, completely clashing and really producing like the worst effects on people. So to kind of bring this into a more productive conversation, are there any ways that you guys do now to deal with the types of behaviors you find yourself falling into because of Asian guilt and shame that we've experienced through growing up. So for example, I realized because of because of the the guilt that's kind of embedded itself into the way that I think, I'm very like passive about a lot of things. Um like you said, I'd rather kind of avoid mm-hmm. conflict um, where I can so as to not disappoint anybody. Um, so I think that's kind of, it's something that I had to unlearn for me and Connor's mm-hmm. relationship because it's it's not okay to be passive in a relationship because then how do you know that you're in a happy relationship? How do you know that each person is getting what they want out of the relationship if your go-to is to just be an okay person like okay Mm -hmm. whatever and just swallow it um so it's something that i've been unlearning um like to not feel guilty from making someone else not get their way um what about you i think it'd be just like communicating it Mm. with my parents um and like whenever i start feeling that i'm making a decision for them first like look into yourself and like ask yourself is it is it for them or is it for me and then have that conversation with your parents um and let them know that i think i'm making this decision for you because on my own i would choose this i don't know i think i for me like conversation is just a big thing with it in terms of any aspect and that's what i'm i'm kind of moving forward with that like i'm gonna talk out talk it out with everyone and and stop Mm. avoiding any kind of conflict because avoiding conflict is just letting yeah the issue stay i avoid conflict and avoid everything do with aging guilt is that your how you deal with it coping with it (laughs) just push it to the back of your mind yeah push it super under the rug that's how agents deal with aging guilt um i don't think i never really had that big of an aging guilt problem in terms of my actions because i always kind of just did stuff how i wanted it and then argued with my parents and then Mm. just did it their way anyway but i never felt guilty about do you know what i mean so even i'll do it their way anyway i wouldn't like it so i feel like i don't know it's really hard to explain i i get what you mean though i don't know it's a money thing i guess i just have to spend money 
<laughs> yes, it's just like allowing yourself some joys, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Allow, yeah. Allowing yeah. yourself to enjoy. I think it's, I know it's a liberty that we have now because we grew up in a Western mm-hmm. society. Um, but I, I really do wish that people in Asia, our relatives and our friends and stuff who are still there, um, also take this on that it, it sometimes it is okay to just think to be selfish like it doesn't always necessarily always have to be about other people because like what i've learned people pleasing isn't going to make you happy and ultimately like it is your life it is a very like this is a very westernized way of looking at it but it is your life and you have to look at how you're living it and whether in the mm. long term it's going to cause you distress or cause someone else distress and and also think into whose opinions actually matter to you because I think it's a it, it's unrealistic to say to anyone that like oh stop feeling any Asian guilt and stop thinking about what your parents are going to think and stop thinking about what the community are going to think because realistically it is like drilled into us to care about that kind of thing um mm. but True. I think you need to I think it is a take a step act. back and just yeah balance it out and think out of those people who do I care about the most and for me it's always been about my family and so I've stopped caring about what the Filipino community are going to think about the things that I do and I just look at what my parents are going to do and then figure out how to address the situation with with the people that you've chosen. I think it is like you got to weigh up how much does it um, affect you in a negative way to do something that please your parents mm. and how much like how angry or how upset would your parents be if you did something mm-hmm. that would please you you know you gotta everything's kind of like case by case no, no there's no there's no perfect answer that you can paint mm-hmm. every situation with you gotta see how it will affect every party and kind of think about you know at the end of the day what is the best solution to it because there are yeah. going to be points, and is it worth it? Yeah, and there, yeah, exactly. Is it worth it? It's the, the, like the the big question. Because there are going to be points where your parents, where you do something that will upset your parents, and then you're thinking, is doing this little thing worth upsetting your parents over? You know, because you know, the guilt comes from yourself, mm-hmm. but the reason you feel guilty does come from a legit place that they did come here mm-hmm. and had to do all those stuff and had to. I know mm. maybe not do exactly what they wanted to do so you could do what you want to do. So don't be mm. prat about it and just be like, well, that was your choice to do it. I can do whatever I want, you know. It's very anti-Confucian. Confucius say, don't be asshole to your parent. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, I was about to be add on to that. And also remember, Bahala Kasabuhai mom. What? You want to translate them for all our non-Tagalog speakers? Oh. Um, so that's what your parents often tell you if they're not happy with the decision that you've made. Um, and it basically means you can do whatever with your life. And you know what? You can. You can do whatever with your life. So you can take it negatively or take it positively. <laughs> so to finish off this episode, we'll go back to a segment that we haven't done in a while. Welcome to Asian F. The segment where one of us has two minutes to report on something and the other two can make jokes about it, but you gotta do it in two minutes, otherwise you die. Great. 
Dun, dun, dun. Okay, hey, so today's report is a keynote about... About studies around Asian guilt and shame. Studies around Asian guilt and shame. And... Interesting. We got... Oh, and your two minutes start from now. Okay, so I sort of speed researched this, but I'm basically going to try to condense um, a bunch of studies, three studies, mm-hmm. um, into kind of like just bite-sized bites, even though this is not that segment. Um, so Book there's segment. quite a lot of studies that have gone into looking ha- at how Asian guilt functions within our lives mm. as a collective. <laughs> I'm like losing my voice. For instance, there's a series of studies that found that um, experimentally induced shame, which I'm wondering how they did. So like they made you feel shame within an experiment. Um, and they found that the, it resulted in a lot of social withdrawal and a tendency toward becoming passive avoidant, um, mm. which kind of, I wonder if it's a little bit linked to a lot of Asians being more so introverted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be something to look at. Another study found that participants who reflected shame and guilt um, situations exhibited different kinds of coping styles. So while participants who um, received a lot of shame tried to change like qualities of self, so about their entire being, most people who would who experienced uh, guilt. Ex- tried to rectify it by changing their behavior. So guilt is actually way less uh, damaging people. And the last example is a qualitative study that found that a fear of bringing shame to one's family played so much more of a prominent role than bringing shame to oneself. And here they looked at mostly South Asian women. Um, And to sum it up, guilt and shame are super, super damaging. The end. (laughs) Four, three, two, one. Beep, 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 beep. Did you even get. Oh my God, this is so fucking loud. Jesus Christ, turn off. Yeah. I can't hear it. I can hear it. It's really loud. Stop. Oh Oh my God, okay. Um. Did, did you even get through most? I of- had one more that I didn't get through, which is actually the darkest one. So maybe it's good that I didn't. What is it? It's so. No, I want to know. Okay, basically. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Jem, what do you think about that? Um, I actually found that really interesting, and um, I'm actually not surprised at all with the stats. Mm. Uh, but you didn't finish your report. Of no, yeah, so- you didn't finish it, and also you had like seconds to spare. Which feels like you didn't pace yourself well enough. I know, so because the last one... You get just an, just a. an A. Which we all know is an Asian yeah. F. So the last point yeah. that I was... I was actually debating whether to try and speed through it. But it's actually quite like a dark yeah. and kind of in-depth one. So I knew I couldn't do it in the seconds that I had left. Mm. Um, it's basically a recent research on like Asian-American. And this is a word that I haven't heard of before. But it's a study... Of suicide, suicidology. I knew it was going to be what suicidology. Oh. Yeah, I've never heard of that term before. Who would know that choose was a thing? to no. do that? But research on Asian American suicidology. Um, it's the highest. That, uh, yeah, it's the highest. Mm. But a lot of what like went into their like negative interpersonal states was just a feeling of being a burden. So all, all mm-hmm. they they just 
collected all the research around the reasons they could find and, and the behavior that someone showed um, in the run-up of them committing suicide. And, and the main thing is just feeling like they were a burden on their family um, mm. and the, the guilt that comes with that and how it eventually comes into like suicidal ideation. It's just like how you begin to put in mm. sui suicidal thoughts in your brain. And it, I just thought that it, I don't know. It's 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 interesting to point out. Like we so don't want to be a nuisance to our family and the people around us that we'd go to such extreme lengths that we'd start having those thoughts in our minds. Yeah. Um, and the guilt that comes with that. Um, but yes, that's that's the dark kind of end to to this episode of Asian guilt and shame. So it it can be really extremes. I think it's important to have us talking about it because within our diaspora it's a huge issue um mm -hmm. i think the more that we like you said Jem, the more that you converse through these issues the more we can start to try fix them i think also talk to mm -hmm. other asian people mm. because it's a very specific brand yeah. of guilt and mm -hmm. i think most asians have gone through it at one point or another so they would probably know how it feels like, you know, mm -hmm. and it'll probably be a good like jumping off point to figuring out your own problems and how you deal with it yourself. What I wouldn't advise is maybe, like you said, you should try to find someone Asian that understands this feeling rather than trying to speak about it with someone who might not understand the cultural yeah. um, applications of this guilt because it I might make you feel more frustrated yeah. if you, it might make you feel yeah. more alone it will mm -hmm. yeah I'd agree with that anyway that is our episode this week um, catch us again next week where it won't be such a heavy subject we'll give you a lighter one um, to kind of balance things out but if they wanted to listen to that episode where can they listen to it, Gem? If you want to listen to our episodes, we're out every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, basically any podcasting platform that you listen through. Um, also, if you want to download our episodes, go on our Buzzsprout. I was about to say Buzzfeed. Buzz, Buzz, Buzz. I don't know what I was going to say. It's Buzzsprout though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Go to our bus route um, and download that. You can find that on the link on our Instagram, which is at Rice's Rice Pod, um, and also Rice's Rice underscore Pod on Twitter, Rice's Rice on Facebook, and Rice's Rice on YouTube. Um, and also, guys, don't forget to leave um, a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. Um, give us a five star if you wanna. You know, if you wanna go do it um and yeah thank you so much for for listening this week and tune in next week thank you don't to forget thanks. to get that rice in your life bye bye <laughs> bye